This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the White House sets a higher minimum wage for all federal contractors starting next year. It also wants to set the example when it comes to union relations. And despite the challenges of working during a pandemic, federal employees were more engaged in 2020. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A new executive order from the White House this morning requires federal contractors to pay a $15 minimum wage to workers on federal contracts. Starting January 30th of 2022, agencies will need to incorporate a $15 minimum wage in new solicitations and implementing it by March 30th, 2022. The order also calls for the minimum wage to be adjusted for changes in cost of living every year. President Biden signs a new executive order designed to promote collective bargaining. The EO creates a new task force to study how the federal government can better mobilize its resources and empower workers to organize. Biden says one of the group's goals is to ensure the federal government leads by example. The EO says government should serve as a model employer and encourage collective bargaining in the federal workforce. Vice President Kamala Harris and Labor Secretary Marty Walsh will serve as co-chairs for the new task force. Federal employees were more engaged in 2020 despite the pandemic, or maybe because of it. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The government-wide engagement score sits at 72 points in 2020. That's four points better than 2019. The Office of Personnel Management says employees felt an especially deep connection to their agency's mission last year. Widespread telework helped improve scores, too. Just 3% of the federal workforce teleworked daily before COVID-19, but 59% worked remotely every day at the height of the pandemic, and 47% teleworked daily last fall. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Social Security Commissioner Andrew Saul says the pandemic and its 2021 budget are having an impact on the agency's service levels. It took SSA field offices 20% longer to complete an action last year. The number of pending disability determination cases is 20% higher today than it was before the pandemic. But SSA says it does not have enough funding to pay for more employee overtime. And Saul says he has no choice but to delay planned hiring to stay within 2021 funding levels. He says SSA needs more funding in 2022 or wait times for service on the phone and in person will increase. A bipartisan group of senators want to authorize more hiring at the southern border. Arizona Democrat Kirsten Sinema and Texas Republican John Cornyn introduced the Bipartisan Border Solutions Act. It would allow the Justice Department and the Department of Homeland Security to hire 150 more immigration judges, 250 Border Patrol processing coordinators, 300 asylum officers, and more officers at Customs and Border Protection field offices and ports of entry. A bipartisan group of Texas congressmen introduced a companion bill in the House. Following in the Pentagon's footsteps, the Department of Homeland Security says it's launching its own effort to root out extremism in its workforce. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has the details. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says a new working group will immediately launch a review aimed at preventing, detecting, and responding to extremism across all of its component agencies. He says domestic violent extremism is the most lethal and persistent terrorism threat the nation faces right now. The working group is tasked with delivering a report with recommendations for further action by DHS, but a statement that Department issued Monday gave no clear timeline. 
Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. One of the Army's largest bases is getting an injection of funds to help with housing issues. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. Later this week, the Army will begin a $1.1 billion renovation of housing on five bases, including Fort Hood in Texas. The funds will improve existing homes and build 1,200 new houses on the bases. The funds are coming from the Army's private housing partner, Lendlease. The funding accelerates building plans by about 10 years. Lendlease is one of a handful of companies that have been called out by lawmakers and military families for housing issues. Service members have reported mold, lead paint, and other issues in their privatized homes. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Navy and Coast Guard are teaming up to combat illegal fishing and maybe using networks to do it. The services are looking for ways to monitor the seas without sending multiple fleets out. One way to do that would be to build buoys that connect to 4G and satellite networks. Illegal fishing has caused tensions between China, the U.S., and South American countries. Governments fear illegal vessels will threaten species and could traffic humans or illegal goods. OMB commits to fast-tracking some policies and regulations under the American Rescue Act. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, or OIRA, is setting a one-week goal to review regulations or policy changes that are imminently needed to implement the American Rescue Plan. A new memo from Acting OMB Director Shalanda Young outlines the procedures, which were also used under the CARES Act and other COVID relief bills. Additionally, OIRA tells agencies to make sure they consider equity impacts in making implementation choices and how to reduce burdens and expand access to underserved communities. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Census Bureau is backing up the accuracy of its 2020 apportionment data with indicators that vouch for the quality of the data. The apportionment data determines how many seats each state gets in the House of Representatives. Acting Census Bureau Director Ron Jarman says that despite pandemic challenges, the Bureau underwent one of its most comprehensive reviews of its decennial data. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is releasing a new tool to counter supply chain cyber threats. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. CISA's new guidance, in partnership with NIST, is meant to counter the threat of supply chain cyber threats like the SolarWinds breach. It recommends agencies and industry implement formal cyber supply chain risk management programs and to know and manage the suppliers of critical components. Acting CISA Director Brandon Wales says the SolarWinds breach serves as a wake-up call to prevent similar incidents. Coming out of these compromises, we know that the threat environment will continue to evolve. So it is essential that we don't look at these as isolated incidents. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. And attention all employees at the GS9 to 13 levels. Applications for the CXO Fellowship Program open on Saturday. If you work in the areas of human capital, acquisition, procurement, finance, IT, or data, you can apply to the next cohort. Applications for the year-long program open on May 1st. The CXO Fellowship Program focuses on professional development, networking, and career growth. Up to 100 fellows will be chosen for the 2021 to 2022 Fellowship Program. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 Each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. 
Bakers, fresh for everyone.